Welcome to the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. To stay connected, go to revivaltoday.com. And now, here is Evangelist Jonathan. How's it going? Um, it's going great. How are you? Doing, doing good. I miss you. I miss you too. Let's figure out what the hell's going on with my hair. Um, if I don't get any like good reception, let me know because my office doesn't have any good reception. Your hair looks great. All right. Let's take some questions. What's up, Jeff? Okay. Pastor Dawes, what's your favorite perfume or most worn? I go to, um, I have two that I wear the most. One of them is Janie's Got a Gun. Or no, I'm sorry, Julie, Juliet's got a gun. I don't know the the maker. You can find it at Sephora. It's in a white bottle, favorite. And then the my go-to one is the Symphony from Louis Vuitton. Good picks. By the way, you can ask any questions you want, except when are you coming to fill in the blank city and state? You'll be immediately blocked. You'll be thrown off the property if you ever try to come to one of my meetings after that. Uh, what else we got? How do you end the debate peacefully? If you know you're right, but you want to keep the peace, just hold the hold the spouse's head underwater until they stop making noise. Then, then a a peace will come. No, before the police, the sirens. Go go ahead, Anna. I don't know. How do you end a debate peacefully? If you know you're right, but you want to keep the peace. Um. It sounds, you, it, it, it sounds like they already have the answer. You just choose to keep the peace rather than prove that you're right. Yeah, that's it. Give them a hug and move on. Mm. It's tough. It's best to just avoid just debate. They're saying debate, not fight. I mean, you should be able to discuss ideas without it getting personal. That's the That's the... The difficulty, and I think women have a harder time with that than men. Although men are starting to get like that too, I'm finding, where it's like, it's not personal. We're talking about this issue. Because of, you know, why do you, like if, if I make a joke about, or, or I, I bring something up that somebody says, why do you not like him? It has nothing to do with not liking him. Not, he's, not, he's not a fourth grade crush. It's, it's I don't, I disagree with this policy or statement you know what i'm saying what, what do you have dad i see your mind turning well we were just talking about that this morning about offense and how you can get offended or you can get your feelings hurt but they're two totally different things so like um i was saying how i can i'm not offendable like you could say whatever you want but it doesn't it doesn't negate the fact that the way you say it might hurt my feelings, but understand that they're two different things. So you could say something that maybe hurt your feelings, but you're saying it principally. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, like for a woman, it's not just you're giving me information. For a woman, it's like, oh, it's how you said it that hurt my feelings. Like, I know you're right, but it also like hurt my feelings. But like, if you compartmentalize those things, then you're not gonna like ruin your life over stupid little things because you recognize oh he said something 
principally. And the way he said it may have hurt my feelings, but that's a feeling issue. I can address the feeling issue, but I also am not going to negate the principle or the facts, which I think is hard for a woman because they, they blend. So all of a sudden you dismiss the, the right things that are being said, the black and two, now, now it's all about how that person made you feel, where it's not. It's about what, what, what the issue was at hand. And if you rectify the issue without having your emotions brought into it, then we can move forward. But you have to discern a feeling like your soul from facts and, and principles. This is from Julia. Doss, do you like the knives? Did I give them to you yet? I don't know if I unpacked my car yet. Julia got you custom made Revival Today that, knives. And, and it has it has the Revival Today logo on it and it has your name no, on it. No way. Yeah, and they're like really nice knives. Sorry, Julia. You know what I unpacked from that California trip was the morning I had to preach on Sunday <laughs> Sunday morning to go pack. I left all, I didn't even take my suitcase out for like eight days. He does that often. Very sorry. She will love them. Have you tried the alchemy? You've not, no, have I, you? I haven't. Why not? When have we had time? I haven't had time. Like, one, like, give me one day that I'm not doing something where I could just whip up a meal at night. All right. Fair enough. Uh, is, you, you muted out. Is Kofi around to preach tonight? I I'm, I don't know. I'm in Washington D.C. I thought I, I thought I thought like in my head I he's here. Why? Because but I think he because because if he's here, you're gonna go home and have elk. No, because there's service tonight. My question is for both of you: What is your go-to coffee order? Thoughts? Medium hot, cream and two sugars. Hello, I'm going through a difficult situation in my life, and I really need someone to talk to me because I'm losing hope and faith. I feel like committing suicide. Hey, don't let me stop you. Next question. Uh, um, how did you meet and who made the first move and how? Adonis? We met when we were in Hawaii. We were on a ministry. Kofi's on his way back to Pittsburgh. Word. Um, <clears throat> I knew it. I sensed it. Mm. Um, so we were on a ministry that my youth pastor did a mission trip out to Hawaii. And we met there. And the first person to approach, like to talk, like, like romantically was John. Cause we always had like a friendship, but he, he kind of stepped it in another gear when he showed up at my work with a Red Bull can. And he said, hey, I'm taking you out. I took it to another level and I showed up at her work in a whipped cream bikini. With Next question. I like the <laughs> I like the way you have no filter. That's more of a statement, but thank you. Advice: You feel in your spirit to start multi-business ministries, but your days, weeks are, are full. Adonis, you gotta burn the candle on both ends of the. <laughs> I know. For me, I got to, like, if I'm going to prioritize something, I'm at the end of the night to do it. My days are exactly like, like yours. Uh, but 
you got to start prioritizing where you want to go. Are the, are, is what your day is, consist of going to take you to where you want your life going or is it a bunch of filler nonsense that's just taking up time because nobody wants to pull their weight like in your office or wherever it is you know are you doing double duty because people are bums and you're just going to continue pouring yourself into that whatever it is not seeing like that you're chipping away at at what god's actually called you to do you got to be conscientious about like time wasters. So if you don't have time to be doing what you feel to do, then you got to chip away and like cut the crap. You got to cut the garbage out and, and prioritize where you want to go. You, you can tell, did you broadcast this morning? Yes. You can tell your brain is functioning at like 10 times the speed of my black helicopter just went by. I sound like an insane. That sounds like somebody that has like a mental problem. There's black helicopters all around. But I'm actually look. Hey. <laughs> look, this is. Look hey. at uh, oh, that's see the monuments and mm -hmm. stuff. So like, I'm I'm in Washington D.C. So there's like military uh, like, weird stuff happening all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else we got? Hi, John. This is Steve Baird from Ohio. It comes to your church in Pennsylvania. It's not a nice way to refer to your wife. I was just wanting to know, what do you do if you feel like everybody is against you for getting upset about kids' schoolwork? Hmm. I've never been in that situation before. I don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, Steve, if you're the dad of that family, which I think you are, you know, you're around my age or a little older. Who cares if anyone gets upset at you for anything? Other than your wife. I mean, I, I don't know what my wife upset at me because we have to live together and I want to love, honor my vow to love and cherish her. But uh, outside people get mad about, I don't know, kids' schoolwork. I, I don't know. I don't get, I don't care what anyone thinks about anything. So I have, I have trouble responding to questions like that. Did you, did you make more sense of the question than I did, Ada? It come, I, come, I come to your church in Pennsylvania. I was just wanting you to know. What to do if you feel like everyone's against you for just getting upset about kids' schoolwork? Like what? Like wh why yeah, are you, you upset you, about you, you, didn't, you didn't tell what you're – are they upset because you're not taking your kids' schoolwork seriously enough or that you take it too seriously? I don't, I, I don't think – I don't think school matters that much, you know, as I've been pretty clear with. it. You need to read. You need to – I think one of the best things you get out of school is interaction with other people and interaction with difficult people. But I don't, you know, I was a B and C student, some A's, and I'm doing okay. So I don't, I don't think it's like a, a, a big deal. Did you learn anything new from the Healing Jesus Crusades with Dag Haywood Mills? I wouldn't say I learned something new. I would say I was spiritually impacted and imparted to. Seeing big things things and being around big things makes you big on the inside and makes makes you replicate big things hey david congratulations on your upcoming child who else we got pastor Dallas's favorite candle home scent by the way when they asked Adolf about her her per favorite perfumes i've been with her living with her for 17 years i've never had her been around her where she didn't smell amazing Favorite candle or home scent? Uh, uh, 
I, off the top of my head, I don't really have like a particular scent. I like, um, Target used to sell this thing called Vertiver and something. And that was my favorite. And they discontinued it, so that's gay. Hello, Hope. Somebody said, how do you, um, put your, Tanya, put your question in the questions and be more specific. How do you remain faithful if you've been single for 10 years? So I, I don't know what you mean specifically. Like you've been banging your way through the phone book and now you have to settle down with one person and it's difficult. I, I just want to be clear what the, what the question is. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you doing with your hands? And stuff? What are you saying? Isn't that what the question implies? How do you remain faithful if you've been single for 10 years? Like, are you still single? I don't know what they, what they mean. What? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> why, are you, why are you acting like a not What you said it is. I'm pretty sure she's not implying that. Okay. Well, I just want to be sure. Okay. Um, Adults, what's your favorite watch? Um, I like <laughs> my new. You like what? My new, my my newest Cartier. Really? Yeah, I like like it. That's I haven't worn it because I hurt my hands and it hurts. But um, I also like the one that you just got me, the Chauffard watch. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty one. How do you, okay. Oh, how do you remain hopeful? Hopeful. How do you remain hopeful if you've been single and hopeful for 10 years was divorced? Okay, not faithful, hopeful. Okay, sorry for the implication that you were banging, quote unquote, banging your way through the phone book. Um, that can be difficult, especially for women, I think, because Guys can nab chicks in their sixties, like George Clooney. And so I don't, I think if a guy's gone a long time and hasn't gotten married, they feel more hope. They don't have a problem being hopeful because guys still get married when they're like 70 and stuff. But like a woman, once you turn 31, no one wants to ever look at you again. So Adas, you want to speak to like, how could somebody, no, I'm just kidding. How, but it is more difficult. I feel like women feel more pressure, like as they get older, like time's running out and they're not going to find anyone. How how do you remain hopeful after being divorced for 10 years or whatever? By the way, <laughs> that reminds me of that Norm McDonald joke from Weekend Update, where it was back when Donald Trump divorced his other wife, not obviously not the one he's with now. Who was it, Ivanka? Or is Ivanka his daughter? Ivanka's the daughter. Or oh. maybe, yeah, is it? Uh, Ivana, right? Yeah. So when he divorced his wife, Ivana, I still remember the joke. Norm Macdonald goes, Donald Trump announced that he's getting a divorce from wife Ivana this week. According, according to his lawyers, she violated the terms of their marriage when she, quote, unquote, when she, quote, turned, decided to turn 30. That's so right. go ahead. Back, back to the question. How would um, how could a, a lady that's been, I mean, you just did a wedding yesterday. That would be a kind of Melanie was never divorced, but like you know, it would be similar where you kind of feel like you're not going to find any anyone, and then boom, she she found like the, the guy that she. Up, 
people would stop focusing in on marriage. Like marriage is like what's going to bring the completion of your life. It helps. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, um, it changed your life. That's true. It's rescue somebody from the rat gutters of life and like help them become a quasi celebrity. <laughs> um, but I just wish that you would not focus on the marriage and focus on what God's called you to do. I think like reemphasize that the, what you magnify, I think like you become a deterrent when you're obsessed with marriage. It's like people know it and they're like, but you're if right. you are, you're right about if that. you're like, like focused in on what God's called you to do and you're successful, like you can't be telling me that if I was driving a Lamborghini and I'm a single 40 year old that I'm not going to get attention from that. I am. I'm going to get it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't have to worry about that being Something that's just going to add, if I'm doing what God is telling me to do and I'm doing it with excellence and I'm, I'm bearing much fruit and staying focused on that, I know that God's going to send me somebody because you, you attract that. You want to attract that man that's going to sweep you off your feet and be super successful and you're just sitting around in pajamas all day watching Judge Judy. That ain't it. That ain't it. Get up, throw some makeup on, throw them heels on, and go get going. Start your life and 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 make it beautiful, you know. And you can do that. We are living in America. We have every everything at our disposal to be successful and to make it happen. And we can do it. So just focus in on that, on your ministry, on whatever it is that God's called you to do, and then watch and see as you grow and increase that God sends you that right person. I always think I'm going to have this adults all the time. Cause you're like, I feel like what Howard Stern must have felt like when he had Artie Lang on the show, where I could just kind of sit back and let you carry the whole program. Cause you're like, you're excellent, engaged, intelligent. Who is, uh, top, top three favorite sports to watch. Hey, Nina. Are you? You. Top three favorite sports to watch. I don't watch sports. I like, like if I watch it, I'm watching hockey. If I'm really baseball. baseball. Um, and that's it. That's it. I don't even know football for me. I have no interest in basketball anymore. I have no interest in... If you want to watch basketball, watch the last two minutes and then call it a day. I used to like basketball, and then I got into watching soccer, and it's like basketball just seems so unimpressive because you can use your hands. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I love baseball games live. I love baseball, period. I love the... I like baseball. It's not. It's not, like, liberal and all that. Yeah, she was just clearing up. I'm sorry, Tanya, for any negative. I was divorced in Okay. Don't lose hope, Tanya. Someone's going to love you. Look at all the ugly skags out there that found somebody. That's how, That's one way you can keep hope. Look at some of the friggin' dumpster fires <laughs> that somebody found attractive. 
like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Total, total visual horror shows. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen to the New Year's Eve service again last night. He talked about how the Lord spoke to you about Adalis being the wife he prepared for you. How much time passed between then and when you all went out and got married? Um, I think I took her out the weekend that the Lord spoke to me. I drove down to Boston, showed up at her work. What did I do, Ada? You asked me out. I didn't ask you out. I know you said, um, I forget what you said. I gave you a Red Bull. You gave me a Red Bull. You gave me that Dake's Bible. And mm -hmm. then said, Not at your work, I didn't. I walked in to her work, gave her a Red Bull, and I said, Come with me. We have a long time. I thought there was a Bible there. Maybe on the day I didn't. I didn't walk. I didn't walk into your TJ to the TJ Maxim or the Bible. I just brought in a Red Bull and said, "Come with me. We have a long night ahead of us." Then you asked if you could go back to your house and change, and you did. And then you came in and we went to Abe and Louie's Steakhouse. Then we went to Dunkin' Donuts back when they would stay open late, and we talked till four or five in the morning. And then I drove home. Got home at like ten in the morning because I lived in Maine. I think, let me tell um, Austin, because I told another guy this and he didn't listen to me. Since we've talked about from the girl's perspective, let's talk about from the guy that I could give some advice to guys. I think I've given this advice before, but guy, Christian guys are terrible at asking girls out on dates because I don't know. They, they try to make it like spiritual or, you know, the Lord spoke. To, I really just felt when I was praying, I would leave all that out, you know, at the time. I was in full-time ministry like I am now. I didn't say the Lord spoke to me. I just drove down, handed her a red bull. I said, let's, let's go. Come with me. So it was like a half abduction. So I, I feel like, A, women respect confidence. If you're, if, if you're like a weak and you talk weak, hey, I, don't, I know you're probably working, but if um, I'd love to go out sometime. Don't talk like that. Just, just snatch them up. And then um, secondly, I would ask them, them to a place that even if they didn't like you, they would be interested in going. You know, don't make it about like a prophetic thing you're feeling about. I would just say like, find out what the girl likes or find out something that's awesome. You know, like, like if you're in Boston, you get tickets to opening day for the Red Sox at Fenway Park and you go up to a girl you like, like and say, or Austin, in your case, you're in St. Louis, right? You, you get tickets it's the opening day for the St. Louis Cardinals and there's a girl you like and you say hey I have a, I have a, I have two tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals opening day I'd love to pick you up and take you are you would you be interested in going then yeah I mean there's not too many people that are going to turn that down even for somebody like you Austin that has no no redeemable qualities about your life whatsoever they would be interested in going to the baseball game and then you have three you know two hours and a half to win them over and, and have a good time. You know, I, I wouldn't, I told this guy, he was asking me for help. He's like, I like this girl at work. He, he private messaged me on um, Twitter. He's like, I'm going to bring her flowers. I was like, don't bring her flowers in the work. Girls don't like that. Then, then, then it becomes like an embarrassing thing. Plus you got to work with the girl. I said, just fine. Like a, Whatever the top-reviewed restaurant is on Yelp, the newest one that, like, a girl would want to go try anyway. 
and you just happen to basically be her ride and someone to sit with, then there's no pressure. Then see how it is. And then, you know, maybe she'll enjoy spending time with you and, and, and that kind of thing. I wanted, I just would leave all the spirituality and not start talking about marriage off the jump and, and, and your life together, in my opinion. And I was going to do that. But then Adalas actually was the one that started bringing up after dinner about, like, our lives together. So she was the one that jumped the gun. <laughs> she, was like, she was, like, so thirsty. I was like, all right, fine. If you want to get married, then, all right. I was just kind of looking to have like a steak dinner, but this girl wants to have like my babies like tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, geez. All right. Miss Thirsty over here. How did God tell you she was your wife? How long did you know her at that time? How long till you got married from the first date? Um, I hung up the phone. She called our ministry office, my dad's ministry office, and they transferred the call to me, and she was in Bible school and had a question about healing, and I knew her, so I answered her question and sent up T.L. Osborne's book, Healing the Sick, and hung the phone up, and the second I hung the phone up, I, I, I heard on the, you know, I felt in my spirit, like, very strong, that this is the girl that I've prepared for you to be your wife, so I went down and asked her out on Friday, or took her out, I should say, and then... um we got engaged in, that was in December, mid-December. We got engaged in April. I would have gotten engaged sooner, but the guy kept goofing around with the ring. And then we got married September 23rd. So I was married within nine months of our first date. And it would have, been, it would have probably been sooner if I could have got the ring sooner. I, I would say, I mean, you don't, don't want to, write somebody off just for one thing but i would i would make that a deal breaker since you fly falcon 50 in the air what's your sports car you want to drive on the ground i don't like sports cars i don't like sitting low and cramped i like i like tall suvs to sit in where you sit upright so i have a i like i like cadillacs i like cadillac escalades i'm not going through a midlife crisis i don't have to have like a sports car on the ground front i play and i'm not looking to impress anybody I, also where we live in pennsylvania you need you need at the minimum the like hybrid type suvs that are like sort of suvs you you really can't have a car Pens pittsburgh has huge hills <laughs> and, and 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 high grades and, and and snowy icy roads in the winter so you can't and it rains all the time there's no point in getting a convertible or anything like that I don't, I don't really get the whole thing with sports cars anyway, because you can't go, um, you know, the speed limit is 65. So <laughs> who cares that the car can do 220 yeah. or whatever? It's a nice view you're giving us out of. Um, was there ever a weird gift that Jonathan gave a Dallas or vice versa? I don't think so. No. Currently looking for a new Bible. Any recommendations what Bible to get in translations? I like studying out of the Amplified, and I like reading out of the New Living Translation. Great. You, you agree, Adam? Yes. By the way, that office is all yours now. Did I tell you that? What? That, that office is all yours now. Why? You 
it up however you want. I, when am I there? Thank God. I think I've been. I think I've been in that room three times in the last five months. Yeah. So set it up however you want. Um, what's it like being married? Was the adjustment hard? Yeah, I think it was hard. Look, it didn't feel it at the time, but looking back on it, I don't know. What do you say, Ada? With the what? The adjustment part? What's it like being married? Was the adjustment hard? I know it was for me. It was, you said? Yeah, it's a big, it's a, it's a, it, it's a, it's a big adjustment because there's nowhere to go. Not that we we didn't fight at all dating, really, but I mean, you know, uh, your whole life you have limited encounters with people. So, so this that's why it's kind of like it's stupid to fight with your spouse because you're in the same house. So there's nowhere to go. You might as well just avoid work things out without it getting like heated or blowing up. Because it, and I, and I think that's what happens to people. They're used to like if they get mad or upset, they do their thing, and you can go home. Well, now you are home, so you should, like, treat your spouse differently. And it, it took me a while to learn that. I mean, a while, like 11 years probably. And, uh, you know, it sounded like I'm making it sound like we had a difficult marriage. We never did, but it it is an adjustment, no question about it, right? Everything about it, everything. Not to mention we lived in a 600-square-foot apartment, so it's like if she got upset at me and wanted to storm off, there was nowhere to storm off to. Go like 10 feet away to the other side of the couch. Any advice if your spouse is very lukewarm? Oh, isn't it? it must be nice to sit on the great white throne of judgment. I want to do it. You know, I wouldn't allow myself to think of my spouse like that. And secondly, let, let's be honest. Are you? If you're so on fire, why is your spouse lukewarm? It's like when people say, I go to a dead church. Well, I, maybe you're dead too, because why do you feel attracted to that church? So did your husband get lukewarm all of a sudden? I don't know. I would just be a good wife to him and not police the guy's life because you, you you're trying to motivate him or push him along or nag him to go to church or go to revival meetings or whatever that's not gonna help anything what do you say Ada? No, i'm with you yeah don't be a don't be a b word to your husband i thought you were gonna say it no don't 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 be like that don't friggin' evaluate your husband's spiritual life. Why do you even think like that? Just, I, just be. I, a, I can, I can't imagine that. I mean, it's in, like you are gonna be thinking about that, but I wouldn't be the person to try to bring. Only the Holy Spirit can do right. that. Right. Yeah, Shelly said the Bible says to sanctify him through your devotion to God. That's right. You're not his pastor. And no, no man wanted to marry their mother. No non-Italian man wanted to marry their mother. So, so don't be like that. That'll hurt your marriage. That's how guys end up with a girlfriend on the side. T-B-H. Uh, don't be, okay, somebody's just adding in.
Karen said, don't be a Karen. <laughs> uh, as a couple, have you guys ever felt a pull to a nation other than the United States? I know I haven't. Nope. If it wasn't to preach, I would never leave the United States again for the rest of my life. What's your top three favorite books outside of the Bible? Adolf's. Uh, Dallas likes romance novels, like 18th century romance novels. What do you say? The Pride and the Prejudice. Top three books. You know, these, so many books. These women act, act my husband's lukewarm. My husband's not the leader you, I, I want him to be. Well, who was he when you married him? Would you marry a West Point graduate and all of a sudden I, he got like. Like that, this last last week on a broadcast. You, yeah, week. like you married a guy that was like that. I, I don't think he had some far, radical change. He was half drunk, and he said words to you that were probably not nice. You know, so it's like all of a sudden you you take a turn and you expect for everything to to change with you. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But you got to just patiently walk it out. I guess the answer is, who cares what Adolf's favorite three books are? Asking for a friend. Sure, Kenzie. If you're, no, it is for, if you're a lady called to the ministry, what are standards to have for your future spouse? <laughs> Especially if you're called to evangelism. That's for her. Um, None of the questions are popping up, uh, uh, popping on my feed. So I don't, I can't read them. And then probably then you're, probably, I just take authority over. Adolf's screen. No, we got ready to that just re re like give me that question again because you were kind of choppy too. It's Kenzie from Northpoint. Asking for a friend. If you're a lady called to the ministry, what are standards to have for your <laughs> Pastor Rodney said mustn't be a drug dealer. Um what, what are standards to have for your future husband, especially if you're called to evangelism? Married an evangelist. That's what that's what we you know, Dallas felt called into evangelism when we got married. You got you have to marry. You can't just marry like a nice Christian guy. You you have to um you have to marry someone that's called into the ministry. That's on fire for God. That makes you feel like you're not really that on fire for God. Yeah. So that narrows it down to like one person. So good luck finding them. You know, it, then it does feel like that, Kenzie. Trust me. However you feel like right now, I felt like that because I went through Bible college and didn't meet anyone and had nobody on the horizon. But you have to trust the Lord in that area, and it's it's worth waiting for the right person. Just want to say hey and thank you. Well, thanks, Michael. What a nice thing to say. Best way to settle where to eat when you both can't agree on a place. Well, we never have that problem. But here's the problem we have is that Adolf never picks a place. And then whatever place I pick gets immediately second guessed. All right, you're blocking your face with a cup. Are you smiling? Because it's absolutely true. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's irritating. What do you want to eat? You, you pick. All right, I got reservations for Rizka Steakhouse. Uh, maybe we could get some, some Italian. Uh, 
doesn't have any opinions on anything until I make a decision. <laughs> then she has opinions. <laughs> <sighs> Learning how to be mob and dad. I would welcome and suggestions and wisdom. I would watch the Casey Anthony story and do everything the opposite of what she did. And you'll be a great mom. You know, don't drown your kids in a trunk. Uh, uh, how did you guys meet? Dallas was the Tuesday afternoon matinee dancer. I was drunk. I was going through something. Learning how to be mom and dad. Oh, that's the same question here. Where can I order one of those cups of Dawes? I don't know. I think you, you get one if you get into our bathroom. Where is the rooster hat from? My son <laughs> has chickens and likes your hat. It's a company called Gordon Brothers. G-O-O-R-I-N. But I would recommend you get the rooster that it's in Spanish and says gallo. Because the English one... He might not be welcome at Royal Rangers. Do you have any tips on communication? <laughs> that's, like, that's like the most vague question. Business ethics. Uh, you both are apart a lot. How much time do you actually get to spend one-on-one? -on -one? I'll tell you this. The amount of time we spend, this sounds like really horrendous, but there's a, there'll be a second part to it. The the amount of time we spend apart, or, or the amount of time we spend together when we're apart is not that much different from the amount of time we spend together when we're both home. I see Dallas a lot of times for the first time in the day at like 9 p.m. Although we're going to start doing that. That's why we need to start doing that broadcast together in the morning, whether whether you you and I feel like it or not. Because that's, a, that's like, that's time to spend together. So then what we do, because Dallas works very hard. When she's at the church, so it's not like it's not like I'm on the road when we can see each other. Then we just come home and chill, or or really, really see each other much at all. So like this coming week, me and her are flying to Las Vegas, and it'll you know I'll I'll be with her all day, every day, and um and, and if you notice, I kind of do that pretty regularly now. We we go out every four weeks, six weeks, not for, I'm not on a vacation. But we, we go away, and then that's like concerted time together. Right, yeah. Ada? Yeah. Um, did, you, did you hear Magalas got reservations at the Golden Steer? Did you see the menu? That's phenomenal. It is yeah. phenomenal. Four, I was like, uh, to we've literally been watching it for since the beginning of the year, right? And yeah, they, they called her back. There's a restaurant in Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. It's called the Golden Steer. It's the oldest restaurant in the state of Nevada. So I, I heard about it, and when I went, old Dallas there didn't want to go. She was mad because it looked like an old man's steakhouse, and there's all these like trendy, nice restaurants in, in Las Vegas. It is the best meal you'll ever have in your life. Right, Ada? Yeah. What are you most looking Tell me the two things on this trip. No, give me three things that you're most looking forward to eating. Gabby's Donuts. 
Which one? The the strawberry milk, probably. Um, we're not going to go to like Mizumi, right? We're not going to have time to do that. We, I can do whatever you want. <clears throat> if we if we went to Mizumi, that would be dope. Can you check to see for reservations between yeah. now and now? Yeah, but the thing is, like, we're, we're with everybody, no, so we should. Have been- we're not. We we get in Sunday. I could I could be there Sun. I could be there uh, Monday night. I could do it Tuesday night late, like when we had two dinners that one time. Not gonna happen. We say we're gonna do it, and it's like. Oh, Wakuda! Somebody oh. wrote. Oh, Wakuda's good. Two, we can do Wakuda. Two people wrote on those. Yes, two people wrote Wakuda. You're right. That is a great one. What else? What else do you want to eat? What, um, third thing: Mizumi, Gabby Donuts, and what else? In and out. Oh, jeez. I mean, I, I'm not knocking In and Out, but you could have that anywhere. No, you can't. You can have it in Texas. I have it in Mass. Sean Foyt will be in town. That's true. Do you know Sean Foyt? See, I'm going to tell you something, and this isn't against Sean Foyt. I I don't like when conservative people, and especially Christians, I don't like when they knock unsaved celebrities, like musicians and actors, for their political views or whatever, because they're not saved, and then. If you're mean to them, they're not going to get saved. So, like, Taylor Swift said that she's a she's a Christian and she's pro-choice, as any true Christian should be, or something like that. And Sean Foyt retweeted it and wrote, like, you know, just, like, bashed her. So, anyway, I, I retweeted what he wrote, and I wrote above it. Same hair, different politics. Anyway, what was your third? Oh, in and out. Did the gifts for sewing at the breakthrough conference get shipped out yet? What is this customer service tech support? What what breakthrough conference? I don't know. When was the breakthrough conference? I haven't a clue. Call the office and ask, ask, you know, that's for anybody. If you didn't get a book that you wanted, instead of just wondering about it. Call them up. Call and ask. It's it's, most problems are most problems being solved are one conversation away. When would you say that your guys productivity went to another level, whether it's ministry or other areas of life? Um, after Pastor Rodney laid hands on me in 2011, that was the main impartation I noticed was not two things. Number one, the next meeting got extended, and then all my meetings started getting extended. Number two, the same passion I used to have to build my video game teams or whatever um, started to, I had that for like real life now. And I still feel like that. Like, I'm enjoying building the ministry bank account like I used to enjoy building my Grand Theft Auto character ministry or bank account. I'm enjoying acquiring properties in real life like I used to enjoy acquiring properties on Grand Theft Auto kind of thing. What, what, Help us. You, no, that's true, though. 
Same with you, Adara. Yeah. Dallas was always productive. I think there was like a step up when he laid hands on us. Yeah. But for you, it was a step up from something you already had. And then for me, it was a total change. What does it mean to fellowship church? I mean, I would just Google that. What are your love languages? I mean, mine's insults. I like a cleverly crafted insult towards me. I don't think that's the love. Okay. I insult people who I love. If I if I don't like you, I'm just quiet. But if I make fun of you, I like you. So that's mine. Adalas is acts of service, which is the most annoying of all the five love languages. Because my, my actual one is giving gifts to people. So Adalas, that doesn't even register. I, I'm telling you, I could, I could come home with a $20,000 watch and give it to her. And she'll thank me. And, and know that she's supposed to appreciate it. So she'll like do it. But really, if I did all the laundry, it would be, I would get way more genuine gratitude than like a Louis Vuitton purse or anything. And that sucks because I hate <laughs> the thing she loves the most is the thing I hate doing most. I hate doing any acts, period. I don't like to move. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> oh, glory. If you have acts of service as your love language, you should be put in a concentration camp, <laughs> in my opinion. Not, it's not a popular opinion. Why? I stick to it. Uh, <laughs> because cause you're, you're kind of like a selfish B word. That once people just like you want servants and you want people doing things for you, you're you're an evil person. If you like acts of service, you you're like a psychopath. You have Hitler esque qualities to you, in my opinion. You just like, receive a gift or kind words. I mean, think about it. You know, if, if if the person you're marrying likes words of affirmation, you hit the jack. Because all you got to do is come up. You can have like chat GPT. Just come up with like a nice compliment every day. And they, oh, touch. Touch is great. You just reach over and touch them. Their boob or whatever. You're, you're good. <laughs> uh, gifts. Go go pick something up on, on the way home. But then acts of service. You, you, you have to. That's like three hours of work minimum to get a hug. hug. <laughs> Oh, gosh, that is so funny. Oh. It's the most selfish love language you can have. <laughs> no, seriously, thanks for this Hermes Birkin purse. Um, I would have rather you do four loads of laundry. I hate you so much. Oh. Actually, I was... If your spouse's love language is touch, you hit the jackpot. Just walk by <laughs> every once in a while, brush their shoulder. Hey, rub the back of your hand on the side of their face. A little slap on the booty. Glorious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> What's your favorite movie of those? I can't answer that. I've, I've, I've got too many, too many movies. I like God. I would go Godfather one and two. I also like Sicario one and two. Sicario is good. How can I keep that smile on me and my husband's face the way you guys uh, smile at each other? Well, number no, you have to be able to make someone laugh to do that, and you're probably not very funny, and your husband's probably not very funny. So I think that's one of the. Why are you leaving? Why? Why are you leaving? Because that, that's the answer. People aren't funny. They're just boring. So, like, try to develop a personality. What's going on? Why are you leaving? Because. It's okay. true. How, how, what, Get that. If, if you and your husband aren't smart. The reason, it's not like we're just smiling because we're happy people. She's smiling because I'm making her laugh. And I'm smiling because I make me laugh. Oh. So somebody in the marriage has to have a freaking personality. You can't just sit there like two freaking blobs of soggy cardboard <laughs> watching some inane show on television. <laughs> That's how. I would say that too for marriage. Since almost all these questions are marriage related, try marrying someone that's interesting and is like fun to be around. Instead of yeah, my husband doesn't. Yeah, he, you married a blob, so that's what you get. <laughs> He's not interesting. He's never going to be interesting. You know what I mean? No, quiet. <laughs> right. I broke up. Oh, I... okay. There is a person watching. It's called the Holy and Horny Podcast. That's a real thing. You, can you see it on there or not? No. Yeah, they've been on here for a while. We need they delivered. Do. What the f? I don't know how holy you are. To be honest, just. Caught the horny podcast and be, be honest. That's not the worst name for a podcast I've ever heard. That's the worst name for anything I've ever heard. I agree. I don't even really like the name Hamas, but that's a better name. I agree. Uh, are you preaching? Are you preach in another country? Um, I've preached in other countries. I, I will preach again in other countries if Jesus Day. But I don't know what to say. You can't, you can't tell me there's anything going on in the world right now more interesting than this Instagram live. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a thousand other things that are more interesting than this Instagram live. I, oh, there is not. There'd be not one thing on TV more interesting than this right now. You keep going lagging like a video game. It's your it's your thing. Is it me? Should I move? I don't know if moving is gonna help. Just get better internet. What's your favorite part of being in ministry together? The time apart. 
<laughs> Every time we're together, I keep looking forward to my, my next meeting. <laughs> What if every time I preach for a pastor and they wanted to meet in the afternoon, I always suggested a trampoline park. <laughs> and when they got there, I was already there. Hey, pastor. <laughs> One of them have like full out serious conversations with them bouncing like six feet in the air. It would be a complete sight. <laughs> What's your favorite part of being in ministry together, Anna? Um, the the funny stories that we share. Like what? I don't know. There's too, too many. Like there's there's literally too many to recount. Surely, if there's too many, you can think of no. one. See, that's what that's what wives do, even in fights. Tell me what I've done wrong. There's too many examples. Okay, since there's too many. Let me just ask for one. Okay, that one time you were, got mad at the blind woman. <laughs> How about that one? <laughs> that was the worst. Favorite stories in the whole wide world. I was preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was preaching at a church in California. I had never been there before. And one of the things that irritates me, I almost lit into this guy last night, but it's like, don't stare me down and be like unfriendly. You know, it's like if you're preaching and there's someone just sitting there glaring at you. It's like, why are you here? Who? You know what I mean? It's a Tuesday night. Why are you here? If you don't right. like me, just leave. And it's not a Sunday morning or like, you know, you didn't know I was going to be preaching. It's a special service. It's advertised on the internet. You know, why are you just staring at me? But I let it go. I figured to not ruin the whole service for one right. person. But this, right. one, this one time I go to preach at a church that I had never preached at before. So no one greets me in the parking lot or anything. You know, I've never met any of these people. No one's waiting for me. I just show myself in, walk up to the front row and sit down. Pastor doesn't greet me. And then I'm next to his his wife. I, I'm I'm assuming she, she never turns to me one time to say hello or anything. I mean, throughout all the songs, no welcome to our church, none of that. Okay, whatever. So I'm, I'm like kind of I'm ticked off, but you know, whatever. I'll just preach. I'm not going to get all bent out of shape because some middle aged woman's not giving me the time of day. And so, so uh, then they go turn and greet two or three people. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'll be the bigger man and like the Christian. And I'll, even though she's like cold shouldering me, I'll turn and shake her hand, you know, like, and act like nothing's wrong. So I turned to shake her hand and hold my hand out for her to shake it. And she doesn't even, she doesn't even put her hand up to shake my hand and just stares at me blankly like this. So I was like, so finally, she lifts her hand a little bit to shake my hand. So I shook her hand and I went, hey, I genuinely apologize that you had to shake my hand. So sorry that I'm at your church this morning. I hope you'll forgive me for standing next to you. And her husband leaned over and went, my wife's blind. Oh. 
Okay, that makes sense. Now it's all making sense. <laughs> that was how we, that was how we started the meeting. Oh, that is my favorite. It's so much. Now I understand why you didn't notice me, and also why you wouldn't <laughs> turn and greet me. Okay. Uh, you know what? If I had to do it over again, I would have just doubled down. I'm like, are you deaf too? You couldn't hear that I was next to you? <laughs> Ew, thank God he didn't. And here's how you know you have a genuine call into the ministry. Is um, um, that meeting got extended a second week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> How? Yeah, how? How wasn't it ended then? But you, you know what? I don't feel bad at all. Number one, because I never feel bad. Number two, because how about telling me that your wife yeah. died? Yeah. You know, that's, that's on you. That's not on me. You can't <laughs> mention that your wife is not cited. Thank you for sharing the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. If you're interested in supporting our mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, please visit RevivalToday.com and click on Give Now to become one of our monthly partners. Thank you in advance. We hope to see you soon.